With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. We are here for college football rivalry week slash weekend, probably more of a weekend. 
College football is slowly wrapping up. We're getting into the rivalry games, and that's what we're going to discuss is some uh, rivalry game that's going to be happening for the game. We're going to discuss a little bit of my Illinois rivalry game versus Northwestern. Go into week 13 of the Big Ten, which wraps up the Big Ten besides the Big Ten championship and who holds their own fate in that. And it's just going to be a great episode talking about all those topics here on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Before we dive into all that, please make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. If you're not, please hit that subscribe button, the like button, leave a comment in the comment section down below. Be a part of the conversation. And wherever you're listening to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, literally anywhere you listen to your podcast, it can be found there. Please follow it, subscribe to it, leave it a review, give it a rating, be a friend, tell a friend. It helps out the algorithm of the podcast, which I don't understand because I'm too dumb, but apparently it does something. Please and thank you. The podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you head over to bellupsports.com, you can find this podcast with a bunch of other shows and podcasts and blogs. Anything you can need, it is there at bellyupsports.com. Betting season is in full swing, and there's only one place you want to make your in-game parlays, bets, money lines, and it's my bookie. Right now, if you head over to mybookie.ag and you make your very first deposit and you use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, all one word, it is going to double your first deposit. That is free money. And who does not like free money? Like, for example, one of the big games this weekend is the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines. If you think Michigan's going to win, go to mybookie.ag and make that bet. You think Ohio State's going to win? You an over/under? Anything like that? Free money. I'm going to say it one more time: free money. Mybookie.ag, belly up fantasy, all one word, doubles your very first deposit. This podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and is back to the basics, books, and drills. If you're a football coach like me heading into the offseason, you're going to look to try to change some things up, get better on offense, defense, special teams, strength and conditioning, anything like that. Well, if you're looking to get back to the basics, Coach Stone is there for you and has everything you need. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, you're going to check out all of his books on practice planning, game planning, football drills, defense, offense, anything it's there for at CoachStoneFootball.com. You will never have to look up another drill again. I promise you. Thank Coach. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. So let's dive in. The big game is happening this week. The game, the game that matters more to these two teams than the rest of the regular season, whether they make the playoffs, whether I guess, I guess, and I don't know why even if they win the national championship. That is the Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Michigan Wolverines. This is a game that's been played for, well, forever. According to my records, uh, 1897 is the first one. And they've been playing ever since, besides last year because of COVID. Michigan had to opt out. So this is a game that means so much to the universities because of the rivalries. Uh, There is a documentary, I believe, on Amazon that talks about it. Now it's not the best, but it gives you some insight to this this, uh, rivalry game. So you need to go watch stuff like that to figure out exactly what kind of fuels this rivalry. You know, they talk about recruiting. They're so close. They're not that far from each other. They're recruiting. This is just one of the biggest rivalry games. They do not like each other. 
Ohio State will say that team up north. I know some Michigan fans will just say Ohio. They won't say Ohio State. They'll just say Ohio. These teams do not like each other. Like Urban Meyer. I know Urban Meyer is not big in the media right now. Sticky fingers. But he still just says that team up north because he was an assistant at Ohio State. Then he became the head coach at Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh played at Michigan and now coaches there, says Ohio. I think he might say Ohio State once in a while, but they don't they don't like each other. They really don't. And so it's always a fun one that you want to watch, but in recent past, it has only gone one way. The last one that Michigan has won, according to my records that I find on the NCAA website, was in 2011 in Ann Arbor. Michigan wins 40-34. to And ever since then, Ohio State has ran the gauntlet on them. Now they've been close. 26 to 21, 42 41, 42 28. Then it gets a little lopsided here, 42 13, and then 30 to 27, 31 to 20, and then 2018 was bad, 62 to 39, 2019 56 to 27. Jim Harbaugh is 0 5 against Ohio State. So Michigan has had some decent years and good years under Jim Harbaugh. The big knock on him is not consistently having these great years, and not beating Ohio State. They want him fired just for the fact of not being Ohio State. People might tell you because it's not getting to the playoff, it's not winning the Big Ten, and those are factors. But a lot of people will say because they have not beat Ohio State. And people out there in the media want to say Jim Harbaugh will never beat Ohio State. Never. Never, ever, ever will beat Ohio State. So coming into this game, a lot's riding on this. Jim Harbaugh was going to lose his job last year, renegotiate his contract, paid him way, way less money than he was making, put more incentives. If you do X, if you do X, you get money. You do, you know, Y, you get money. You do Z, you get money, and then all that. And then once A gets accomplished, you get this. Like it was just a weird thing to get all these incentives. And then it seemed like Jim Harbaugh took a step back from everything. He did fire his defensive coordinator and coach Brown, who congratulations to go back to UMass. He went to be the D.C. at Arizona, and now he's going back home to where he coached before. People do not like that decision. I wasn't a huge fan of that decision, but their defense has stepped up. You know, we can't lie about that. The offense has played better. The only game they have slipped up was Michigan State, where they just kind of beat themselves. Ohio State this year has lost to Oregon, and ever since then, they have played, they've gone back to being Ohio State. C.J. Stroutman might have thrown his way into the Heisman Trophy conversation. But the big thing on Jim Harbaugh is he can never beat Ohio State. People are saying he'll never do it, ever, ever. And then some are saying Michigan just won't ever, ever until you get some recruits. Until you be Ohio State. And a lot of people are going against Michigan. So, big numbers, people. We're going to look at this. Right now, Ohio State's a 61.8% favorite. Career versus Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh is 0-5. Ohio State is number two in the college football playoff. Michigan is number five. Uh, the overall, I guess, number six and 25, but we're going to go power rank. So Michigan is close to making the college football playoff. They both have lost a game. Right now the spread is, and I'm just looking at online, is minus seven for Ohio State. The over-under is 64 and a half. Okay, big money people. Points per game. Ohio State is scoring 47.2 points a game. 
They're giving up 19 points a game. They are getting 559 yards a game, 362 through the air, 197 on the ground. They are giving up 355 yards a game. They are giving up 252 passing yards and 103 rushing yards. Michigan, they're only scoring 36.9, which is pretty good still. They are only giving up 16.3 points a game. They're getting 447 yards a game, 229 in the air, 218 rushing. They're giving up 306 yards, 178 through the air, and 128 on the ground. So, not identical numbers, but Ohio State scores more points, but Michigan gives up three points less than Ohio State. So right now, Michigan's defense is playing numbers-wise because people out there are numbers better. Now, Ohio State's offense is better because of the passing. They are throwing over 100 yards more a game than Michigan. But Mich- and Ohio State's rushing yards are actually not bad either, 197. Michigan just gets more rushing yards. So statistically, this looks like a pretty good matchup. Probably different than years past, but pretty good. Both 10-1, and eight known conference for Ohio State, 7-1 for Michigan. So numbers-wise, this looks pretty good. So the big question is, it's not a question of, nobody's saying, is Ohio State going to lose? Is can Michigan win? That's the big question coming into this podcast. We're also going to do my Illinois review, but I wanted to do all at one. Can Michigan and Jim Harbaugh finally get over the hump? Now, before anything, I'm a little biased. I do not like Ohio State. Never have. Never will. The only way I would probably ever root for Ohio State ever is if someone gave me Elon Musk's money. Uh, maybe if you gave me $500 million, I would. $50 million, $5 million, something like that. I would root for Ohio State. You could, that's about, you'd have to pay me in the millions to make me root for Ohio State. Now, taking a step back, do I go after them a little bit? A little bit. But I respect their program. They are a winning program. Now, I'm wearing my Illinois hoodie if you're watching the video. So people say, well, you're an Illinois fan. You don't know what it's like to win and all that stupid stuff that some Ohio State fans want to say. Because there are also some Ohio State fans out there that say, well, you're an Illinois fan, so you're going to talk crap. You guys just don't understand anything. Go back to doing whatever you do and stay away from what I'm doing here on the podcast. Just go away. Just stop. Because I'm going to say this. I respect Ohio State and how and they're winning. They always win. They win championships. They compete. Doesn't mean I have to like them. It's the same thing for Ohio State fans with Alabama. Well, Alabama this. No, because Alabama whips your ass. So let's just stop that. But anyway, can Michigan finally win? Now, I'm going to root for Michigan. So this is a little biased. Now, we're going to discuss can they win. Absolutely they can. And here's how we're going to talk about how they can win and how they're going to pull this off. It's going to be a huge uphill battle. Because number one, Ohio State switched up their defense. They switched up their alignment. They're playing a little more zone than what the man that they did. They still play both. But they went to more of a 50-50 of what they're going to do. Offensively, C.J. Stroud just turned into a college Justin Fields. 
and said, I'm going to throw dimes. He has just come on and decided to play. So for Michigan, how do you compete and go against Ohio State? Well, you run the football. You have to run the football. Because let's go look at... uh, We are going to look at the last time Ohio State had a close game. And it was Nebraska. You can say Purdue was, but we all really know. So let's look at when Ohio State played Nebraska. You have to be able to run the football and then pass off of it. Nebraska had 34 rushing attempts or 34 carries. They had 113 yards rushing. Okay. So you have to be able to get a little over 100 yards on them. And then off of the running game, if you can run the ball about three yards a pop, it's going to open up the short passing game because of the zones they sit in and sometimes the man they're going to jump into. So then Nebraska has 248 passing yards. So if you can, I know 113 rushing yards does not sound like a lot, but Nebraska was getting 3.3 yards a carry. So if you can get three to four yards a pop, if you're Michigan, and play clock control. Now here's pretty even. Nebraska was 26. Ohio State had for 33. But you've got to play clock control. If you can get 3.3 yards a carry, that opens up your passing game. Because now they have to start to think about it. And Michigan can run the football. So if you can do that, you'll open up things. Because Michigan does have a quarterback. Another game that Ohio State had a little bit of a close one was Penn State until they pulled away. It was 33-24. to We look at team stats. Okay, Penn State, again, could not really rush the ball. They only had 33 yards rushing. Now they're able to pass it, though. 361. So I think if you're Michigan, if you can get 3.4 yards a carry, it's going to open up the passing game. And then how you move the ball in Ohio State is the short passing game as well on top of the running game. So if you're Michigan and you're sitting there and you can average, average 218 rush yards, that's going to open up the pass game. So when you look at Nebraska, who had 248 passing yards, Penn State had 300 and some. That's how you're going to compete with them. That's how you're going to get it. Michigan State would, could not get the run game going. And then off of that, you could not get the pass game going. They had no fear. So you as Michigan, at home, need to come and say, we're going to take it to you. We are going to take this run game to you. Three or four yards a pop, that's fine. It's going to make you look at it. Play action will open up. Michigan can run the football. And they can pass. I mean, 229 yards passing a game and 218 rushing yards a game, that's more 50-50 than you could get. So Michigan on offense is just going to have to play clock control and run the ball, short passes, play action, and they'll be just fine. And they've just got to score. They've got to get touchdowns, obviously, but if they can get field goals too, keeps them in there. Defensively. 
I think they got to take the run game away. Now they're passing a lot because people expect Ohio State to run. It's the RPO stuff. If they can come up and take the run game away, it's going to be all on C.J. Stroud. And people think, yeah, he can do it. But if you can take the run game away, if you can stunt and pressure C.J. Stroud and then be physical with the wide receivers, that's how you're going to stay in the game. But as long as Michigan's offense plays clock control, keeps that offense off the field, that's how you're really going to win. But when your defense is out there, you're going to say, man, we allow those running backs to do nothing. We are going to get C.J. Stroud to move so he's not comfortable. And we've got to be physical with the wide receivers. And we cannot give up a big play. You have to make Ohio State nickel and dime down the field if they're going to score at all. Ohio State, it just seems like every game or all the time in big games, they get a big-time play, whether it's a 20, 30-yard-plus run, a hundred, and like then like a 60-yard pass for a touchdown, or it's third and eight, third and five, and they get a 50-yard pass, just something like that. Michigan, you just have to finally dig down deep and say, we're tired of this. We are tired of hearing this Ohio State thing. So on offense, yes, it seems like you're giving up a lot of passing yards. And we're going to come out and pass it, but we're going to be physical with you. We're going to formation you. We're going to have our fullbacks, our tight ends. We're also going to go in shotgun. And we're going to do short passes. But if they can get the run game going at three to four yards pop, it just opens up play actions and all that. Suck up Ohio State. Maybe you get the big play. But you got to be able to do that and play clock control. That's what I'm saying. They're going to have to look at the run game and focus on that to keep Ohio State's offense off the field. And I think that's how Michigan can compete with Ohio State. Now, Ohio State's going to do what they do. They're going to come out and do their thing. So I'm not going to really spend too much on Ohio State. So, yes, I think Michigan can finally pull this off. I think they can finally do it. But it's going to take everything they got. They cannot make mistakes. They have to bait Ohio State into making a mistake, which it doesn't happen a lot. They did against Oregon. But they're playing a lot better since then. But if they can do that, I think they'll be okay. I think Michigan is finally going to pull this off. And people can off Jim Harbaugh's back a little bit. This is his big thorn in his side that he just cannot beat them. But I think they can finally do it. Uh, people are writing Michigan off for a while because of Jim Harbaugh saying he's not the guy. But it just seems like it just seems from the outside looking in with Jim Harbaugh taking a step back. Kind of letting his assistants do their thing. He's letting them coach. He's letting them do their thing. He's just the CEO. It just—it seems like things are better. He can focus on other things. Maybe he focuses on more recruiting than anything else he doesn't have. Just sits in meetings, kind of lets them do their thing. It just seems to work out a lot better. So look out for Michigan. If they can do those things, I think they can get Ohio State. Before we move on to the next part where we talk about Illinois versus Northwestern. If you're a football coach with a younger kicker or just a developing kicker that's trying it out and he's not quite reaching the end zone every single time but has the capability to, believe it or not, it's probably not. Yeah, the player has to work on form, but if you want to give him that extra edge, it's probably the kickoff tee. And I have the perfect kickoff tee for you to help him reach the end zone. It, it And it also, not just reach the end zone. Oh, no, no, no. 
their strategic way with kicking tees to get onside kicks and squibs. I have the kickoff tee for you. It's Launchpad Kickoff Tee. The reason why you want to go with Launchpad Kickoff Tee is because this tee has, has flaps to where you can lay the ball on its side, you can lean it certain ways, angle it most perfectly, so and it's not going to move. And it gives you, that coach, the strategic option on squib kicks, onside kicks that were never available to you before. This kicking tee is legal for NCAA and NFHS for high school. The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. Right now, if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com at slash CSS and use the code CSS and you buy one kicking tee, you're going to save 10%. If you go to the two-pack, you're going to save 20%. If you go to the four-pack, you're going to get, you have to buy the three, but you get the fourth one free with the code CSS. And when you buy it, it comes with a little paper. Actually, it's like a pamphlet, and it's going to tell you how to angle the football. Because believe it or not, angle the football more up and find the sweet spot. It kicks off farther than leaning all the way back. I didn't know that. I was taught that by Launchpad Kickoff Tee. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS and use the code CSS and just want to get one of the kicking tees, it's going to save you 10%. Uh, we thank Launchpad Kickoff Tee for sponsoring the podcast. Continue with football coaches. Are your linemen's helmets getting scuffed up during an inside run period? If so, there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the repetitive blows for your guys taken each and every week. That is Guardian Caps. Guardian Caps reduces the impact by 20 to 33%. Really focusing on the big guys in the trenches because you cannot win without the big guys in the trenches. Guardian Caps is worn by five NFL teams and 200 plus colleges like Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, Penn State, Washington, and many more. Check them out at guardiansports.com slash guardian caps. If you use that website or the link in the description below and use the code 15OFF, you're going to get 15% off your order at Guardian Caps. You need to get this. It's going to help the helmets. going to help the linemen. Hitting those blows every single time. Guardian Cap, GuardianSports.com slash Guardian Caps. 15 off to get 15% off. If you're looking for an energy drink to help with that midday pick-me-up, but you don't want one that gives you that crash that happens about an hour or so, or you're looking for that pre-workout before you go on your run to the gym, but you don't want the pre-workout to give you the jitters, well... You need to head over to SwiftLifestyles.com to get just that. It's a clean nutritional drink for any part of your day. They will also sponsor gamers. So if you're a gamer already on Twitch or want to get on Twitch, if you go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use the code COACHSTEVESHOW, all one word, you're going to get 15% off. It comes in a tub. It's got 30 servings. You're not buying just a can and drinking it. It comes in a tub with 30 servings. I recommend the bubblegum flavor. It tastes exactly like the bubblegum from our youth football days. SwiftLifestyles.com. Coach Steve, show all my word to get 15% off your order. Help support the podcast and helps uh, show that you support the show. We thank you so much. SwiftLifestyles.com. Coach Steve, show 15% off. All right, let's get into Illinois preview versus Northwestern. This is a rivalry game, believe it or not. Northwestern and Emmiston, Illinois, and U of I out of Champaign, Urbana. Illinois is coming off a tough loss versus Iowa. It was a close game. But they're coming into a game actually favored there's a 70 percent chance rating right now that illinois will win the spread is minus six and a half for illinois it's crazy illinois is picked to win it's crazy but northwestern has taken a step back northwestern is three and eight right now illinois is four and seven they both have had some rough years a rough years a rough season right now coach beal i think still might be quarantined but he might be back uh, but if he's not there, uh, Illinois is going to have to really coach their butt off and really try to perform. So right now, very similar teams. If you look at the numbers, 
Right now, points per game, 16.8 for Northwestern, 17.4 Illinois. Points allowed, Northwestern gives up 27, Illinois gives up 22. Total yards, 329 versus Illinois, 318 per game that they average. Northwestern averages 182 passing yards, 147 rushing. Illinois, 148 passing, 169 rushing. Illinois gives up 377 yards a game. Northwestern gives up 426 yards a game. Northwestern gives up 214 through the air, 212 on the ground. Illinois gives up 230, 223 through the air and 154 on the ground. Northwestern has lost their last five games against Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Purdue. The closest game out of that actually was versus Iowa. Iowa won 17-12. The rest, Northwestern has just not been able to keep it close. It's been over a two-score game. Illinois is 2-3 and three in their last five versus Wisconsin. They've lost. They beat Penn State nine overtimes, lost a close one to Rutgers, beat Minnesota, and then lost a close one to Iowa. These are very, very similar teams that try to rely on their defense to win games. Right now, statistically, Illinois has the better defense. Coach Walters has done an amazing job. He and Coach uh, Bielema have come up with great game plans. So again, like every week, the key for Illinois to success is to run the ball, and Brandon Peters just has to come up and, and play. He looked very good on the first drive against Iowa last week. But after they had that first drive, they kind of just fell off and didn't have sustainable drive. So Illinois is just going to have to take time off the clock, run the football, run the football, run the football. Don't try to make Brandon Peters throw it all the time. Just run, run, run. And then he'll just have them make short passes on play actions. It took up to this week. Statowski had more passing yards this year, and it finally it took this long to get Brandon Pierce. He's finally the leading passer on Illinois. 928 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. He's 77 of 146. Uh, so the keys for Illinois to win offensively, they're just gonna have to run the ball. Brandon Pierce have to make short passes. I know I'm a broken record, but until Illinois gets some wide receivers in there that can actually make plays. But I also think Illinois got to get the tight ends involved. I think they got to get Luke Ford the ball in passing. I, people forget about tight ends. They will. Especially if you're lined up in the barge formation and you're lined up in all these tight formations, they are going to forget about the tight end. You have to get tight ends involved in the passing game. You have to have them block and chip and go. Bram Peters going to have to get them the ball. So I think you're going to run the ball. You're going to get Williams involved. You're going to try to get Washington involved. But I'm telling you right now, you have got to get tight ends in there. Do chip blocks, fake down blocks, whip them out. You've got to get them involved in the passing game. It makes those linebackers stop and think. From an offensive perspective, that defenses sometimes forget most of, uh, not all the time. But when you're doing a lot of the run, they will forget about the tight end. They will forget about an H back for like um, inside zone, split zones, and stuff, and everything else. And they will forget about the running back on swing routes. So I think you get the run game going. If you can see Bram Peters has got confidence throwing the ball in the short passing game, you've got to start getting tight ends involved on offense. I think that's just going to blow it open for this last game. Send these seniors out on a big-time win. You try to win against an in-state rival in Northwestern that takes Illinois recruits. Northwestern is crawling with Illinois recruits. And have Illinois show, like, listen, we went from our – Show last year when we only won two games. Now we won five. 
the defense has taken the step forward and show them like, hey, we can run the football and, and show recruits like we can run the football. You get to my receiver saying, hey, if we can run the football, we'll get you guys open because it sucks to run up. This is just a big recruitment game for Illinois. Defensively, they just do what they do. Northwestern, they're pretty split. 182 passing yards, 147 rushing yards. They, Illinois just has to do what they do on defense. There's really not much. They just got to take away the run. They just, you know, the defensive lines have to play well. The linebackers have to play well. Don't worry about the safeties. They've played well all year. They just got to do what they do. They kind of play confidently. They say this is a big-time game. This is. Take this seriously as a rivalry game. In-state Big Ten rival in your state that's taken away these recruits as beaten Illinois a few times. Just take it personal. And they do what they do. Illinois will be fine. This is going to be a fun game to watch. I recommend people watching it because it will happen after the Michigan-Ohio State game. It is at 2.30 Central Time. Watch it. Check it out. It's going to be great. Send off Illinois on a winning sh- on a win going into the offseason. And they get busy on recruiting to try to get Illinois back to doing something big next year. The rest of the Big Ten, um, we're going to go over my Big Ten picks. My Week 12, clean slate, if you don't count the Illinois game. This week, I'm going to count the Illinois game, but clean slate. So if you are paying attention and picking what I'm telling you to pick, you might have made some money. So let's go over week 13, the final regular season week of the Big Ten until we get to the Big Ten Championship. Before the game, didn't post. I did pick Iowa to beat Nebraska. Iowa won 28-21, a close game for Nebraska. How does Scott Frost have a job? Nobody knows. It's the biggest question mark ever. He must have some dirt on somebody. So I had Iowa to win. Uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. I am picking Michigan to win this game. We've already talked about him. Maryland and Rutgers. Maryland's had a rough go. They've had a roller coaster season. I think Rutgers is a very tough team. I have Rutgers pulling out the win. Penn State versus 12 at 12 Michigan State. Michigan State had a tough loss against Ohio State. I think they're kind of beat up after that. I'm going with Penn State with the upset. Northwestern, Illinois. I am going with Illinois getting the final win of their regular season. Indiana, after having a good year in 2020, has had a rough go in 2021. Purdue has had a good year. They've upset a lot of teams, played very tough with a lot of teams. I'm going with Purdue over Indiana. And number 14, Wisconsin. That's made the probably the biggest bounce back in this regular season of, that we've seen. Not talking about last year into this year. I'm talking about when the season started up until now. Wisconsin has made the biggest bounce back there playing Minnesota. I think Wisconsin beats Minnesota down to a pulp. So I'm going with Wisconsin. And they're fighting for their lives to get to that Big Ten championship. So that wraps up another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please check out all the affiliates in the description below. Uh, you know, check out all the weekly episodes. Uh, like and subscribe. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, and I hope you enjoy today's, when this episode comes out, today's college football slate. Hopefully you enjoy the Michigan Ohio State again and a bunch of other rivalry games. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next time, this has been coach steve on the coach steve show and we are out of here
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.